0: Hi, I'm Arlen Walker and I'm live from Pelham's Wasteland and today I'm gonna do just a little bit of a a Sort of an episode about um, what's been going on with me um, And then to tell you guys that I am gonna be on vacation for the rest of the week and the beginning of next week Meaning that there will be no new episodes until like Tuesday of next week Um, so Nothing, nothing more live from Pelham's Wasteland until around then. So, um, hopefully, the back catalog will keep you guys entertained. And yeah, let us get into it. All right. So, a little bit about what's been going on. Um, last week was a little rough. Um, I didn't feel so good for most of the week. Missed most of the games. Um, I missed the Wednesday Night Below game. On Friday, I was able to make it, and we ended up doing a one-shot of Vaisen that was super fun. And I'm going to talk more about that and kind of what it has inspired in my reading in a little bit. But um, then Saturday, I decided to sleep in instead of showing up for the Expanse game because we shifted away from Legacy of the Crystal Shard to play a little bit of the Expanse. Um, so I slept in, and then on Sunday I had to um, get some stuff done in terms of preparing for my vacation. Um, and then also Saturday, um, Jason wasn't going to make it to the Sword and Scoundrel game, and I wasn't clear enough on my expectations. And so last minute I was like, hey, guys, can you play? And the other guys were like, oh, we you know made plans because we didn't think we were playing because Jason was out. And that's totally fine. I, I totally understand that. Um, and to be honest, that's probably the best thing cause I had not prepared, I think enough for sword and scoundrel to, to run it, um, the way I'd like to run it. So anyway, um, but all that being said, it meant that it was kind of a, a light week for games. Um, I read a fair bit of stuff that, uh, last week, but, um, yeah, not so many games played, which, um was all right It's kind of a, you know, a, a change is as good as a rest, basically a little bit of um, shifting things up, getting a little bit of, of kind of different stuff going, um, changing, changing the, the way that things um, work. What what I'm getting at is that it wasn't it wasn't all bad it it was not um it, I think would have been more fun to play more games but it's okay to miss some games sometimes and to have that be a little bit of a, a shift in the schedule and all that sort of stuff um, the game I did make Vason was super fun Vason um, for those of you who don't know is um, another game by the company FreeLeagan or Free League who are Swedes. I'm pretty sure they're Swedes. Yeah, they're they're definitely Swedes. Um, They have made a couple of games using this engine. It was originally built for a game called Mutant Year Zero. And so it's called the Mutant Year Zero Engine, MYZ. Or just Year Zero Engine, YZ. Anyway. um, So... Basically the way that the game works is that you have a stat and a skill and sometimes modifiers and you roll that many d6s You're trying to get sixes Um, sixes equals successes Um, so it's uh, fairly swingy in a lot of ways um, Because obviously you can I mean they give you a chart for the dice odds and you can roll like 10 d6s and still not get any sixes Your odds aren't great for doing that, but um, it's, it's definitely possible, and especially when you're rolling a lower number of dice, you know, I think on five dice, your odds of getting a six are 60%. But then they have an interesting mechanic where you can push your roll. So basically, if you failed your roll, you can pick up all the dice that didn't succeed and roll those again. And that gives you much better odds. That comes at a cost though. In Basin, you get a condition for doing that. And the way that conditions work, conditions basically just subtract one die from the pool and they represent something kind of going wrong. So you're exhausted or you're beaten up or you're angry or you're frightened or you're feeling dejected or something like that. Um, you can take three conditions before the fourth condition of either type you take, there's mental and physical conditions. On the fourth one, you become broken and you just can't keep. You can't go on, and you take a critical wound. Um, but generally, we we had in combat one character go broken. Um, but anyway, the Vasen session was really fun. Um, it flowed really quickly. Um, Really uh, smoothly in in a lot of ways. Um, There was a little bit of kind of trying to explain the game's um, perspective, I suppose, Um, in game. That I feel like we, if we, if we had had, uh, if we were playing a longer campaign, it's stuff that would have come out in session zero. But because we were just sort of testing it out, it was in game instead of before the game, and um, that I think. Uh, it was good to talk about that sort of stuff. It just, it, uh, you know, um, some people, people have different, uh, tolerances for that kind of talk. And I was glad we all seemed to be on the same page and be like, yeah, it's good to talk about that sort of stuff. But, um. I was glad that we were on the same page about that instead of sometimes I feel like, you know, players can or players or even game masters can be like, let's, let's go. Let's, you know, why are we, why are we wasting time talking about this stuff? Um, anyway, um, what I'm, what I'm getting at, Basin was really fun. We, so basically we um, made characters and we did the kind of standard character creation system um, which you is all choice based. You don't roll any dice for character creation. Um, you can, and it basically you um, choose your archetype, and you based on your age you distribute attribute and skill points, and then based on your um, archetype you choose things like a dark secret and a um, it's not a pride invasion. I can't remember what it's called. Um, let me look it up real quick because I have the PDF open, and so I can do that. Your player character. Archetype, age, name, motivation. Your trauma, which is the event that caused you to um, be able to um, see the basin. The basin are magical creatures or supernatural things, and um, You had to go through a traumatic experience to have the sight, which is what allows you to see and interact with these supernatural beings. Um, anyway, dark secret relationship with the PCs, a memento, which is like a little object that, uh, um, you get anyway, um, Basin is pretty cool, partly because it's a really interesting world. It's set in um, 19th century uh, Sweden and the rest of Scandinavia. It's, I think, focused on Sweden more than the rest of Scandinavia. But there's there's room for if you want to play in Norway or Denmark or um, Finland or any place like that, you can, um, of course. Um, or Kevin, uh, our game master has even talked about doing it in 19th century, um, Canada, because that's also kind of the, the far North and all of that sort of stuff and going through similar kind of industrialization stuff and all that. So anyway, we made characters. Then we, we started off on a train, not knowing each other and, um, got off the train to kind of stretch our legs and then had this sort of strange event happen. That had to do with what we later discovered was a uh, a ghost of a child, basically trying to lure other children to their deaths um, at the train station. Um, anyway, so um, we we basically uh, didn't in deal with that in the sense of dealing with the ghost, but we stopped the or Jeff's character stopped the the child from being killed. Um, anyway, and so then we decided to stay in town and investigate and we kind of went around and I had some revolutionary friends that I could talk to, to get some information out of. And we went around and we went to the priest and asked about the, the grave of the, the kind of first child who had died, um, to figure out what was going on. Cause our, our sort of theory was that the ghost was the ghost of the very first child, Um, that had died in this way um, because there's a a sequence, like 15 children over the course of two years that had died due to train accidents. Um, Anyway, um, and then we had a little bit of a a dust-up, a brawl, um, where Jeff's character, who is actually easily the best of the three of us at brawling, um, got stabbed by a, a hidden knife or something like that. And, um, so we, uh, we basically had uh, a brawl, and then they, after they stabbed Jeff's character, who's, I can't remember anybody's names, but they all had great skin to Soren. Soren Rask was Jeff's character. Um, and, um, after they stabbed him, they ran away and said, like, let that be a lesson to you. Our boss is wants you to leave town or something like that. Um, and so we have a sort of setup for if we play those characters again, be pretty easy to jump in and uh, continue the story there. So, um, yeah, Based in the gameplay, it was a lot of fun. Um, my only kind of complaint or not even really a complaint, but something that I noticed because I was reading some of the other um, Year Zero engine games after having so much fun with Vason, Vason modifies the difficulty by requiring more D6s to show 6s, more successful die rolls, essentially, um, which is really hard. Versus some of the other games like um, Forbidden Lands modifies the die roll by just adding or subtracting dice. Um, So much more kind of fine grained and less difficult to uh, subtract dice than to say, okay, you need two sixes instead of one six. Because even if you're rolling 10 d6s, getting two sixes is not necessarily easy. Um, And getting three sixes is ridiculous. Um so anyway that was just uh a, a thing that I noticed in Vason. Um there's some other stuff too. Um Vason is less uh crunchy than something like Forbidden Lands cuz that's the one I've been reading. Um it it's fairly it's pretty streamlined and I I like that in a lot of ways. Um I wonder how much that would affect kind of long-term play. Um because it seems like there's a general rule of thumb that some more kind of crunchy mechanics to engage with um, will help um, long term. So, yeah, Basin, Um vason was a lot of fun. Um, and as a result, I've been reading, like I said, more Year Zero games. So I'm going to talk about that next. All right. So, um, sorry about that. I had a, a bit of a, a stomach burbling. Um, anyway, um, what I was getting into was the what I've been reading stuff, um, because of basin. So, basin was a ton of fun. So, I ended up, I have a bunch of these year zero free elegant games. Um, so I decided I would read some more of them. Um, And in particular, there's a couple of things that I like the look of that are um, like community content. So there's a there's a on drive through a little PDF called Year Zero Mini, which is a kind of super, super trimmed down version of the Year Zero engine. And there's uh, two different settings for it um, that are both pretty cool. Um, And all of that is free, I think, or it's pay what you want, so essentially free. Um, But then I've also been reading, I mentioned Forbidden Lands. Forbidden Lands is pretty cool. There's also another community content, Superhero Zero, which is um, Mutant Year Zero, but for superheroes. Um, And that's pretty cool because one of the things I like about that is the idea of um, your stats and skills reflecting your ability to solve problems with uh, any given thing not necessarily your ability to your kind of raw um, like your strength represents your ability to solve problems using your strength not your raw strength so a character with higher raw strength will probably have higher strength stats than a character with lower raw strength, but instead of the way that like mutants and masterminds or champions models that where it's, um, you know, the number is reflective of the character's um, absolute strength, it's more about like, well, how good are you at applying your strength to solve problems? Um, And that's pretty cool. Um, I like I like that because I feel like that gets into a really neat um, territory That's sort of I kind of describe it as sort of like the um, Avengers movies where, like, yes, the Hulk is exponentially stronger than Captain America. But both of them are able to kind of fight enemies um, using their strength. Because Captain America is really skilled and he's good at kind of applying his strength versus the Hulk is kind of, you know, just smashing everything and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, in the big moments, obviously, the Hulk is much, much stronger than Captain America, Um and uh, but in the in the kind of regular moments, you don't necessarily see that you see, you know, Hulk takes down a couple of bad guys. I'm thinking especially of in the first Avengers movie, um, you know, Hulk smashes a couple of the um, Chitari are the name of the aliens, I think. Um, anyway, Hulk smashed a couple of them and Captain America smashed a couple and Black Widow shoots a couple and Hawkeye shoots a couple and Iron Man blasts a couple and Thor lightnings a couple and it's all sort of on a a kind of interesting uh graduated scale almost like yes the hulk is exponentially stronger but it's on a sort of exponential scale so he's only you know not necessarily doing that much more in the fight or or when he's doing more in the fight it's because he's kind of like you know gone superhero mode and um it's his chance to shine essentially so, anyway, um, so I like that with um, Superhero Zero, it's similar to something that I like from, it's similar to what I like from um, Worlds in Peril, which is powered by the Apocalypse Supers. Anyway, there are a couple other things I've been reading. Um, I've been trying, thinking about getting back into a game called Friday Night Fights, which is um, solo boxing or you can play a it solo. It's it's a boxing game, um, more of a board game than an RPG, um, but it's pretty fun. Um, there's a couple other. There's a, another super game called Supers, which is based off of a game by um, Simon Washburn, who did Barbarians of Lemuria. So I have a feeling it's pretty good. Um, there's uh, a, another Powered by the Apocalypse game called Tail, which looks... Pretty interesting. Sort of powered by the apocalypse fantasy. Um, Double Zero is James Bond style RPG stuff. Um, Sword Chronicle by Green Ronin. I still haven't finished reading that one yet. So I'm going to get into that. Hopefully on vacation and come back and be able to do sort of an overview of that one. Um, Anti-Heroes is forged in the dark. Meaning that it's powered by the same engine as Blades in the Dark for supers, but it's kind of anti-hero supers. So um, pretty cool stuff. And yeah, that's just a couple of the things that I've got sort of on deck waiting for me to get into. Um, But yeah, Basin was super fun. Um, And it's really made me think that the the Mutant Year Zero engine is uh, a really quality, game engine. And I think I'm going to enjoy playing some more of those games. So yeah, that is that. All right. Um, then I have a very long an eight minute call in from Brian. Brian in the park, he sent me a uh, audio file on Discord. And um, so I'm going to play that and then respond to that. And that's probably going to be the episode. So yeah, stay tuned for that.
1: All right, well, hey DMR, it's Brian. I'm gonna try something a little new here. I am just got off of work again, uh, which is one of those things where it's like, every day I work is one day closer to never having to work again. And I'm in my truck, this is the last stoplight till I have a nice little 10 minute drive from CP to Gold Hill. I thought I'd try this. The AC is going, so it may not be the, uh, even playable. I don't know. I'm going to listen to this. And that's another thing about the doing it this way, is I get a chance to listen to it before I send it to you. Uh, I think we're done with uh, me giving you some uh, words on um, Sunday, so you can put it up put them out on the Monday podcast. This is probably going to be a midweek thing. Okay. Now on to what I wanted to talk about. It's men's health. What's called men's health. For whatever reason, it's like a taboo subject. We're not supposed to talk about these things and I'm not sure that's why, why that is. It's like we're just supposed to suffer in silence why boobs get all the all the uh, attention, which, you know, I'm totally cool with that, of course. They should get the attention they deserve. But, you know, here it is. I mean, we're gonna talk about our, our health for a little while. Usually what I do when I am I talk about is like, you know, doctor what whoever says, so it's not like I'm just, you know, wasting your time telling you about stuff. So that's that. I had a little men's health at discuss.com. Every now and then I would talk about some things that I found out. One of the things that I do want to talk about just briefly is my posting of little comments on Discord. I've been doing it for a while now and I found out that it helps my head, it makes me feel good. I don't know why and I don't even want to know. I don't want to try to analyze it to where all of a sudden it's not not helpful anymore. So this is one of the things that I do. Yeah, I mean, you may see some random ass little comment that doesn't make any sense in the middle of a thread of me just saying whatever. It's because that's what made me feel good for that minute. Uh, like, okay, I'm just, I, I don't care. Most of them, I don't even care about it. It was just the act of doing it that uh was therapy so that that's more or less why you see so many little comments of mine uh, on the discord which is, is that really something i'm i'm not so sure that i really want to do this discord thing as much as i have i don't last winter i had a lot of them and then i dumped them and that was a good thing it felt good to get rid of those uh because it's a time sink, too. You're putting a lot of time into those things. I don't know why. Um, so let's see. I talked about the mental health thing that we've been going on. So uh, yeah, I, I do like it that you talk about your problems a little bit. It doesn't bother me. Uh, that's you know, fine I'm, I'm good with that and I, you know I use your little podcast for a couple little things too um, the, the next thing I think we're moving on to is, is there something that troubles me with gaming and we saw it in the Midland session at Kev's this week which is the problems between like groups or, or, or whatever it, it, and it came to a head there for me. I also have seen it a couple times in some other games and it was pretty blatant when I was a kid that, you know, St. Gary made sure that D&D racisms, as they're now called, was real. I, I also saw it in the Forbidden Lands game that I spent five hours in. One of the characters was just screaming. I mean, just screaming or, well, his, his player about how much he hated the humans. And I was like, oh, okay. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm not sure if this is anything that I really want to deal with. And, and maybe this is also leads into another thing that I sort of have. Um, which is having fun at someone else's expense. I'm not sure if this isn't something that maybe we couldn't do a podcast together and, and talk about, you know, the positive, make, making something positive out of some of the negative aspects of, of gaming. Because, um, you know, I, a lot of people are doing this and maybe people don't like it they just don't say anything about it because they don't want to lose their spot. Because, you know, you and I both know that spots aren't easy to get sometimes. I missed decades of gaming cuz I didn't know anybody. And as it turns out, I mean we, we saw it uh, Saturday, uh, I can I can hang with the big boys. I can make a character. <laughs> you know. And, and even at the end of that, and this is all I'm going to mention about it, you know, you I went into it trying to say that my character wouldn't have any immediate bigotry towards the argosans but at the end of it it, you you know he he, he said it it just slipped out like i don't like the argosans because they talk a lot (laughs) i wish i hadn't done that but (laughs) once it's out there you can't take it back oh speaking of that last um Podcast you did where you had like five minutes of me talking to you at like 4 a.m. I laughed through the whole part of it. Everything that I said, I know I shouldn't have been laughing at depression and our mental health. And then how you responded was funny. I was laughing out loud. I love your podcasts. Beautiful. I'm glad to be a part of it. Uh, I think that this might be about it for this one. Uh, I'll listen to it and see if it's worth sending. I don't know what my voice is going to sound like. I just worked eight hours, but yeah, super sweet to get on to uh, and hang out with you and Kevin Hobbs again. You know, he yeah. Before I go, Kev and Hobbs are going to turn you into a, an online gaming superstar. You're going to be an A-lister before you know it. All uh, I'm gonna make this turn and then I'm gonna, whoa, there goes the phone. Uh, hold on, buddy, uh, hold on. I'm doing two things at once. And then I'm gonna, I'm gonna turn it off. All right, Diora. You know, uh, I'll see uh, Hopefully we can just, I'll just send this one to you and it'll work out.
0: All right, so a big long call in from Brian. Lots of stuff in there. I'm trying to make sure I remember all of the stuff that I wanted to comment on. Um, yeah. So men's health versus mental health. I'm not sure um, entirely. My association of men's health is, you know, issues like, you know, prostate cancer and things like that, as in things that specifically are more likely to affect or are going to affect men in a way that they don't affect women <laughs> health-wise versus mental health being, you know, something that affects everybody just in different ways. Um, So I'm not entirely sure what was going on with that. Um, Yeah, the uh, inter-party tensions and having fun at other people's expense. That seems like one of the big things to uh, comment on. Um, Yeah, I, you know, it's complicated. I think part of the reason it's complicated is because interparty tension within the party can be a really good way to elevate the role playing and to kind of um, create something that feels a lot more real. You know, real, real people. Uh, they don't. Not everybody bickers, but people people have off days and they bicker and they have. Uh, days where they can't stand each other and they have some level of tension. I think almost everybody has some level of tension there. I don't know if there's any kind of pairing of people or group of people that doesn't have kind of days that are um, tense between them. And so I think it can make the the role playing feel more real to have a little bit of uh, tension within the party. Uh, at the same time, I think we can all agree that having fun at other people's expense is really not the the goal, and it's not optimal, and it's not what um, what we want to have happen at our gaming tables. Right? We want everybody to be having fun. Um, and I think that's a matter of, I tend to think, so the Forbidden Lands thing, I've been reading Forbidden Lands, actually, and one of the things in the Forbidden Lands kind of lore is that the, the elves and the dwarves and most of the other races, actually, that aren't human, don't like the humans, um, which is a tricky thing for a GM, um, because you want to have that feel real. But you also don't want that to kind of, you know, scare players away. So if I were playing with a new group, I would probably say, all right, everybody's going to play human until you do sort of like in Hobbes' West Marches campaign, you unlock the elves to play as or something like that, or you unlock the dwarves to play as, if that makes sense. Um, That's probably how I would do it is just say, look, everybody is going to play one race or everybody's going to play compatible races until we're all kind of friends and on the same page and we can have that kind of tension without it being a problem. Because I think among friends, it can be really, like I said, it can be really, um, enlivening to have a little bit of tension within the party, um, like that, but it's hard to do, um, when for instance, if if you have like a new group and not everybody's as comfortable with each other yet and all of that sort of stuff, that that makes it hard. So um, yeah, as far as having fun at other people's expense goes, that is, um, yeah, I, I think we can all agree that that's not good and you don't want to be don't want to be the person having fun at someone else's expense and especially to not realize it and only realize afterwards, Oh, they weren't, you know, I was the, the asshole in that situation. And it's also, you know, obviously not fun to be the person who is being, uh, had, who is, who is not having the fun because that's, you know, that sucks too. Anyway. Um, Brian, I, I said it before and I'll say it again. I think, you know, you uh, you could start your own podcast. You've got an Anchor account and all that sort of stuff. And if you like um, talking about this stuff, that might be a really good way to have a chance to uh, talk about it and get your voice out there and get some, some people listening in to your um, content to – to figure out what is uh, going on and what you have to say, because you know that um, that might be really rewarding for you. Um, so I'll just leave that there. Um, otherwise, yeah, thanks for the call in, Brian. Um, it's uh, it's good stuff. I don't know. I'm gonna listen to it one more time and see if there's anything else that I. Wanted to comment on, but I think the big things were the kind of mental health thing and the um, uh, having fun at other people's expense and interparty tension and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, I guess you will either hear more of me commenting on Brian's Colin or the outro next. So stay tuned for that. All right, that's it. That's the whole episode. That's all I got for today. Um, I hope you have enjoyed. If you want to get, <coughs> excuse me, get in contact with me, I am at cows from powers on Twitter. I'm also obviously here on Anchor, Anchor.fm slash Pelham's Wasteland, and you can leave a voice message here, and I'll play it on the show. All right, um, well, I yeah. hope you enjoyed. Hope you are having uh, a good day and a good week. And I will be back and podcasting next week, um, probably like a week from today. So I will see you guys then. All right, I've been Arlen Walker. I've been live from Palms Wasteland, and I will see you next time. Take care, everybody.